together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Flicks on Friday, the Saturday edition. Ooh, I like that. Sean Edwards, your Fox 4 film critic, KC Morning Show film critic. Saturday morning, cartoon, Captain Crunch. Why does everybody call it Captain Crunch? It's Captain Crunch. Don't forget to slam that apostrophe in. Saturday morning, cartoon, Captain Crunch. That don't even exist. No kids don't do that anymore, do they? Kids today buying GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me going down a rabbit hole. I'm curious. What was your Saturday morning cartoon? Wow. That's a woof. We, we asked the hard-hitting questions one. on this show, Sean. You know that. Man, you hurt me with that one. <laughs> I'm probably so old, I'm going to answer this wrong, because I was a huge underdog fan, but nice. I'm not sure if that was Saturday morning or after school. Look in the sky. It's a plane. It's a void. It's a frog. A frog? Not plane or bird or even frog. It's just little old me. Un- <laughs> underdog that was the whole rocky and bullwinkle experience it was like a vignette that's all i can remember man that's so long that's so long ago man wow so one thing i do remember watching on saturdays though when all the cartoons were over was soul train because i was a music head like, i watched every episode of like soul train religiously the cartoons get a little fuzzy but rerun locking that's that's still fresh did you want to be don cornelius sean edwards no, I really didn't. Oh, he was he was cool. You know who I really wanted to be though? The next incarnation was Yo MTV Rap. Yep. I wanted to be Fat Five Freddy. Let's start off with telling me briefly, like how did you or what do you attribute to being able to survive that kind of tumultuous upbringing? Well, because I can't my mother was a Panther, I had like strong like values, like about if this wasn't just me, it was a bigger picture. It was my people that's really just getting dogged out. It wasn't just my family. It was all of us. You know, Fat Five Freddy, like, he may be the only... Is he the only journalist to ever get name-dropped in a rap song? Like, he was always ahead of the curve. Like, he got name-dropped by Blondie in Rapture. Like, Fat Five Freddy. Like, remember when he was on the back of the flatbed truck interviewing oh, NWA? Wow. Compton? Yeah. How about that, Sean? That was a little nostalgia trip on a Saturday morning. Well, unfortunately, this whole segment's going to be nostalgic because um, I got to break the news. I'm not talking about any new movies this week because we, we got to pay all respect to the queen, Cicely Tyson. Your long, illustrious career, what are you most proud of? That I'm still here. You won't know how come I live so long. A very good life. You're going to do something big. I think it's a shame that I would have to be known as the most foremost black actress of our time. Why? Because I would like to be known as a good actress of our time. If you don't know who she is, shame on you. But I'm about to educate you. The floor is yours. Take it away. Thursday, it was announced that the one and only Cicely Tyson had passed at age 96. Man, talk about a monumental, towering figure in Hollywood. I mean, she's arguably one of the greatest actresses ever. Notice what I said. One of the greatest actresses ever. Not black actress, actresses. 
Um, she lived to be 96, which is dope, but it's still sad that she passed. She was born in 1924 in New York. New York, New York, the city's so nice. They named it twice. She was brilliant on stage. It's where she got her start. And what a lot of people don't know is back in the day, black actors could only primarily act on stage. You gotta remember, we're spoiled now. You didn't see a lot of black faces on TV. You didn't see a lot of black faces in movies. So the only place they could excel primarily was off-Broadway on stage. And she was part of this collective of talented black actors that all elevated one another. She just happened to elevate a little higher than the rest. So she was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant on stage known for some collaborations with James Earl Jones, who's still with us. People know him from coming to America. But that's where she got her start. And then she became a pioneering trailblazer on TV. You know, she started off with bit parts, like in Gunsmoke and Lassie, and, you know, the, the lone black face in a sea of whiteness. And she just, she survived. And then she became a bona fide movie star and then morphed into a cultural icon. You gotta remember there were there were newbie magazines that were born called Essence and Ebony and quite often she would grace the cover because she had looks of a supermodel and she had style for days, but she was dark skinned and she helped to elevate pride, internal and external pride for a lot of African Americans in the late sixties, early nineteen seventies. I mean, she just set it off in that way. She was the star of the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman in 1974. If you haven't seen it, please check that out. Very timely, especially considering everything that's going on today. She also played Harriet Tubman in A Woman Called Moses in a TV series. And of course, she was a part of the monumental, the most watched miniseries in the history of television's roots which came out in 1977. She's in all the iconic stuff. And then when you talk about movies, started a movie called Sounder, which I highly recommend everyone watch. It's uh, just a powerful, moving piece of, of cinema. Arguably one of the greatest performances ever on screen. The year was 1972. She got nominated for Best Actress. And I don't think people understand how hard it was for a black woman to get nominated for Best Actress in 1972. There was no inclusion. There was no talk of diversity. There was no hashtag me too. There was no white guilt. There was none of that. That's how dope that performance was. There's only ever been one black woman win an Academy Award for Best Actress. That was Halle Berry, sadly, 20 years ago in 2001. She got nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in 1972. And another part, Sean, everybody talks about, you know, is that, you know, she didn't do she didn't do the black exploitation era. That wasn't her. Across eight decades in show business, the veteran of TV, the stage and screen earned a reputation for playing strong women, netting her countless honors. But Cicely also gained recognition for fighting for equality, earning the Presidential Medal of Freedom and a Kennedy Center honor. It wasn't money that I was interested in. I was interested in making an impact on the people of the world about us as a race of people. She was very dignified. She made a clear stance that she would never play any characters that were beneath her or would make the black community look bad. She never played a maid. She never played prostitutes. She never starred in any black exploitation movies. She didn't do garbage. And then when she blossomed as a super superstar, she started busting loose opposite Richard Pryor in 1981, a really underrated, feel-good, heartwarming film that, that people should check out. And that's why people liked her so much. She, she, she had a stand. She represented the culture. She represented her heritage. And she did it the right way. And as her career started to fade, and she started to fade, 
Here comes Tyler Perry in 2005 who resurrects her career by casting her in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Medea's Family Reunion. She did about four or five movies with Tyler Perry, but that's why she's actually so revered and mourned today because she sort of became a social media sensation thanks to Tyler Perry. There's a whole new generation discovered Cicely Tyson. They discovered older Cicely Tyson. She became that auntie figure in the community. She became revered beloved that's why she's so loved by 20 30 and 40 year olds because of tyler perry like tyler perry revived her career and put her front and center i mean she just did a movie with him in 2020 a fall from grace she kept working to the end and she just finished her memoir which will be available in a few weeks and um man she deserves all the accolades all the praise all the props uh cicely tyson definitely one of the greats if there was an actress mount rushmore She's there. I'm a fighter. I was born a fighter. I will die a fighter. And I will fight all obstacles and probably die trying. But it's not going to stop me. She's 100% like the embodiment of black excellence. Like from her personality to what she stood for to her body of work. Like, my God. Like, I mean... Founder and roots alone. You throw in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman and a woman called Moses. I mean, you just you can go on. I mean, that's just I'm just scratching the surface. Well, what do you think she would want to be remembered for? She would want to be remembered for the fact that she made a difference and that she stood for something and encouraged others to do the same. Like that stance on not doing any negative portrayals. I mean, we should all take that stance. I mean, that that just is a is amazing because it wasn't about the money. You know, it wasn't about the hustle. It wasn't about the gimmick. So much of what we're dealing with now, especially in entertainment, it's about the gimmick. Everything's so gimmicky. We celebrate people. We give people Oscars who have no talent. Emma Stone won an Oscar for being in a musical where she could not sing or dance. It's sad. Let's not forget, she had to be one of the coolest women on the planet because she was married to Miles Davis. Right? That means there's so much to talk about for this woman. Did you ever meet her? That's a great question. Yeah, thanks for asking. I met her on several occasions. I interviewed her a couple of times, met her at a couple of events. Just a mom figure, you know? She's just delightful, like full of wisdom, full of knowledge. You know, she's, she's great. She's great. Cicely Tyson, woman, man. rest in power, absolutely. Sean Edwards, we're going to chat next week. Appreciate you, man. For the culture, Sean, for the culture. Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force and a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. There's a few things I've learned in, in this town. We love to be told we're pretty, and we love to hang out with folks who, who've kind of made it. And Andy, she's not going to brag on herself, so I'm going to do it for her. <laughs> Andy, I think you've made it, my friend. She is an actress, a writer, a producer. She's got a new show on the way set in Kansas City. It's called Black Zone. It looks amazing. My name is John Garrity. It's been 43 days since the event that caused the Midwest to lose power. This was the moment which changed the world forever. 
Andy Fantasi, how are you, my friend? I am great. You have a very expanding and awesome business card. You are an actress. You are a producer, a writer, a director. Can continue on. I know there's more. Those are what I mainly do now. But you know, when I was starting out, um, when I was younger, I was a production assistant on shows like The Blacklist and The Americans and stuff like that. And I'm obviously I'm from Kansas City, Lee Summit West as well. And I was yours in, truly, yours Lee Summit, truly, Missouri, Andy. <laughs> Lee Summit, Missouri. Yes, Lee Summit. <laughs> Missouri. But yeah, I mean, I was one of those kids that you saw in A Christmas Carol that, you know, got delivered dream as a kid. And mm. yeah, I mean, my, my biggest claim to fame being in Kansas City was playing Susan Pevensey in Narnia at Starlight. And then I also starred as Adira in Adira in an independent film that has done very well that we shot in Kansas City. So... Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm fascinated, especially now. Everyone now is a content creator. You know, mm-hmm. everyone has that ability, and I've just been fascinated in COVID. Like people who are still creative in the midst of all of this. Like how are how are you doing that? <laughs> to be honest, like do you have any yeah. tips? Um, I would. I mean, mainly I would just say like write that screenplay, write that novel that you want to write. You know, um, just keep going. I mean, wear a mask. Good heavens, wear a mask. <laughs> um, so what's happening in regards to being on set? is you're having COVID, you know, you have a COVID test about twice a day and um, the crew continues to have to wear masks. Obviously, the talent can't because um, unless you're doing a COVID film, that's just not how, you know, most films are written. So, I mean, just in regards to being creative, I'm working on this new television series that's called Black Zone as I'm a series regular on top of producing as well. And, you know, for us, it's, you know, a lot of editing and we're very close and, you know, just, just continuing on in post. So I would say, you know, the best thing to do is just keep moving forward and do the next right thing. You know, the next best thing that you can do, like instead of, Oh, well, when this is over, you know, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Like, we don't know when this is going to be over. So, I mean, just be safe and continue to do, you know, what you love. Have you found yourself in all this more inspired as a way to pass the time what have you found in the midst of all of this i mean i would say that a lot of the bs has been cut you know in regards to when you're in this industry you know it's a lot of networking like threw up in my mouth you know (laughs) the worst right like the best way to do it is you know going to a birthday party or um not like there are certain networking events that are awesome and i mean kansas city is totally different than la the networking events here are great but um yeah i mean i I've, I've picked up some new skills like I I now um, know how like I have my own home studio and you know I don't go into the booth as much in regards to record auditions or you know whatever I'm working on in regards to booking so like that's been fun you know new skills I've really gotten to hone my editing skills as well you know I've, I spent about five months in front of a monitor just editing but it, it's been great I mean I've, I've just been able to gain so many new skills and I've been able to do things that I maybe not have would be able to do I'm so happy you're home <laughs> I am so so happy you're home you you guys are shooting some stuff in Kansas City, yeah? We are. And we chat about this all the time. Kansas City is such a gem in the heartland and also so much money to be made if Hollywood would come kick it in Kansas City. You guys are trying to kind of start that. Mm-hmm. How has it gone? Well, I would say, I mean, at the end of the day, what politicians can do is, you know, we need we need tax incentives. 
to, to put it frankly, we need tax incentives. And um, one of the issues that we have had in regards to the commission here in Kansas City is that they will only help you out if you are within Kansas City. I'm not talking about the Kansas City metro area. I'm talking about like the city of Kansas City. And one of the great things about Kansas City is you can literally go five miles that way and be in the middle of nowhere and then go five miles the other way and there's the Kaufman Center. But what I will say is that people in Kansas City have been so kind and I'll speak, you know, in regards to Black Zone, but also my other, my film Letters from a Father, we're just getting places for free, which has been really, really nice. Like everybody just really wants to help and wants Kansas City to thrive. There was one day where when I was shooting Letters from a Father that we were shooting in a toy store and it was a locally owned toy store. And um, the woman, like when we came in, she literally brought us donuts. She was just so excited to have this film in her store. I love how open Kansas City is to filmmakers and how open they are to help us because I mean I'll say this about Los Angeles you can't get anywhere for free you want to shoot on the street that's a permit you want to shoot in your backyard that's a permit like it's just it's super super hard again cut me off whenever you need to but what can we maybe expect to see to feel in in black zone so i mean we're we're shooting in butler and peculiar missouri mainly so with black zone um in regards to the storyline you know we'll 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 see you know share that when the time comes but you'll see a lot of countryside if you're from butler or have friends in butler you will you'll see a lot of locations there as well like we we used their town square they shut down their town square for about four days for us which we really really appreciate um, we had a, a fun stunt. I mean, there are lots of fun stunts in Black Zone, but um, there was one in particular that I, I won't share because I don't know if I can, but just the entire crowd just was like, you know, ooing and aahing. You're writing something, you're directing something, or even producing. Do you find yourself, I don't know, inherently adding a little bit of the metro in what you do inadvertently subtly or maybe intentionally oh for sure in regards to black zone um i I mean the the creator is from peculiar which is why you'll see a lot of lot of peculiar and then butler has just you know been so insanely kind to us which was one of our reasons for going there but of course like i want kansas city you know in my films and things that i do like it's fun to see things that you grew up with or um you know people recognize or I, i I mean, it, it's, yeah, anytime I can come back here, you know, I want to because everybody is so kind and Black Zone. You'll see suburban life and then, again, a lot of countryside. I mean, it, it's it's full-blown sci-fi action drama. The best way I can describe it is it's a mix of The 100 and The Walking Dead, but it has potential to be in the vein, the same vein as The Witcher and um, Game of Thrones, but it won't, it, it's not oh. fantasy. It's not fantasy. It is sci-fi, but it, it has the potential to go that way. I can't tell you why. Once again, these are confirmed reports that a massive electromagnetic weapon. Theories of every kind spread from a terrorist strike to an unexplained stellar event. Supplies began to pour in from all over to help the victims with basic needs. Where the hell are those damn garbage trucks? Impulsive energy didn't just affect electronics. Changes in personalities were subtle at first. Within days, extreme psychosis and mania surfaced in over 65% of the affected population. You know you're in here, little girl! 
That was a hell of a promo, my friend. Thank you. I'm pumped for this. I am so excited. Now, again, again, cut me off if you need to. Time frame? I can't share Okay, so we can just know that coming soon. It is coming. I'm mostly just excited that that they're doing stuff in Kansas City, and I feel like something's happening in our arts community. It's always been there, but it's starting starting to be seen on that national scale, and hearing this project and knowing that it's going to take off, my friend. I am so excited (laughs) for this. Andy Fantasi, the pride of Lee Summit, Missouri, bringing that Kansas City flair to Hollywood as it should be. Andy, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. When we get a date and we get a platform or whatever, when we get a thing that we're going to know about the show, you're going to come back and tell us about it? Of course. And we have an original song as well, which we're very excited to share. Ooh, let me debut it. Well, we I've gotten permission that you can play an excerpt if you want, so... Like now? If you want to. Andy, you're gonna take <laughs> you're gonna close the segment. Tell us who this is, tell me the title, and tell me it's on the KC Morning Show. So here's a sneak peek of Echoes by Revel and Romance, and you'll get to hear the full song in Black Zone. So here's an excerpt. I hope you like it. Ah, Andy Fantasi, this is your KC Morning Show. <laughs> 